good day to all of you, my dear friends and brethren in the Lord. And if this is your first time to join us, welcome to our God's Word for Today devotional. Let me read to us our passage for our devotional today in the book of Psalms, Psalm 50. And we, I will be reading the whole chapter, verses 1 to 23. Psalm 50, verses 1 to 23. The Mighty One, God the Lord, speaks and summons the earth. From the rising of the sun to its setting, out of Zion, the perfection of beauty, God shines forth. Our God comes. He does not keep silence. Before him is a devouring fire. Around him, a mighty tempest. He calls to the heavens above and to the earth that he may judge his people. Gather to me my faithful ones who made a covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens declare his righteousness, for God himself is judge, Selah. Hear, O my people, and I will speak, O Israel, and I will testify against you. I am God, your God. Not for your sacrifices do I rebuke you. Your burnt offerings are continually before me. I will not accept a bull from your house or goats from your foes. For every beast of the forest is mine, the cattle on a thousand hills. And all that moves in the field is mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell you. For the world and its fullness are mine. Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and perform your vows to the Most High. And call upon, call upon me in the day of trouble. And I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. But to the wicked, God says, what right have you to recite my statutes or take my covenant on your lips? For you hate discipline and you cast my words behind you. If you see a thief, you are pleased with him and you keep a company with adulterers. You give your mouth free reign for evil and your tongue frames deceit. You sit and speak against your brother. You slander your own mother's son. These things you have done and I have been silent. You thought that there was none like yourself. But now I rebuke you and lay the charge before you. Mark this then, you who forget God, lest I tear you apart and there be none to deliver. The one who offers thanksgiving as his sacrifice glorifies me. The one who orders his way rightly, I will show the salvation of God. God himself shows that he is the judge. And he is truly our judge. The setting here, as the writer Asa projected, is that it is in the court of God, where God is sitting in his throne, and he judges his people. Asa presented a judge with his credentials here. The use of three separate terms in verse 1, that is the mighty one, the God, the Lord, identifies that God has emphasized the, pow the power and sovereignty that he has. He's the creator and sustainer of the earth as one who summons the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. He, he is also manifested in his presence in Zion. Zion is the city of God where the temple is. Why? Because Asaph was serving as one of those in charge in the worship in the temple. So he's talking about how God has manifested in the temple. 
And he saw all these problems of God's people, especially as they come bringing all their sacrifices. And God comes also accompanied with a devouring fire. Around him are mighty tempests and there is also um, a, a manifestation of his power here. And this is reminiscent to God's show of power at Mount Sinai when God gave the law to Moses. In other words, God is an awesome God. And he has the right to summon everybody to stand before him, to judge them. As Asaph says in verse 4 to 6, he calls to the heavens above and to the earth that he may judge his people. Gather to me my faithful ones who made the covenant with me by sacrifice. The heavens declare his righteousness for God himself is judged. And there are three kinds of people that Asaph had mentioned here. There were the moralists and of course there are the righteous and he also mentioned about the wicked people. Firstly, he addressed in verse 7 to 9, the moralist. They were commended for their faithful or continual sacrifices in verse 7. Hear, O my people, and I will speak, O Israel. I will testify against you. I am God, your God. Not for your sacrifices do I rebuke you. Your burnt offerings are continually before me. So the Lord had commended that they were faithful in their burnt sacrifices. But in verse 8, the Lord said, I will, or in verse 9, I will not accept a bull from your house or goats from your foes. The Lord will not accept their sacrifices. Now, it was clear here that or it is clear here that the Lord did not rebuke them because of their sacrifices, but their attitude while doing their sacrifices. They offer these animal sacrifices continually, but their thinking is, God is like a hungry and needful being who depends upon them, or who depends upon them, that they need to present to God, these animal sacrifices because God needs them. Thus, God says to them in verse 10 to 13, Every beast of the field or the forest is mine, the cattle on a thousand hills. I know all the birds of the hills and all the moves in the field is mine. He said in verse 12, The world and its fullness are mine. He reminded them that God owns everything and he does not need anything from them. And they, they, there is this question from God to them. If I were hungry, I would not tell you. Do I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Why did ask that question? Because they were thinking that God depends upon them, that God is hungry and God is thirsty, or God depends upon man. So, they were really thinking that that is what all God needs. Now in verse 9, when God said to them, I will not accept 
the bulls from your house and the, the goats from your folds, it was a slight unto them because they were thinking that they owned these animals. So that was the problem of these people. They were faithful in the outside. They were faithful in the animal sacrifices week after week, month after month, and the Lord acknowledged that. But their attitude was wrong. And God has to rebuke them. But the Lord offers, offers his grace unto them because he said in verse 14 and 15, offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and perform your vows to the Most High and call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and you shall glorify me. So if they will change their attitude, the Lord will be pleased unto them with their hearts aright that they will serve God with an attitude of thankfulness, humility, brokenness, and dependence. Then their offerings will be acceptable to God. When in fact, this is what the psalmist Asap ended the psalm in verse 23. The one who offers thanksgiving as his sacrifice glorifies me. To the one who orders his way rightly, I will show the salvation of God. God will be pleased with their attitudes, not only on their acts of sacrifices. Now, this is the righteous people whom God is pleased if they have the right attitude that they are going to sacrifice at the temple, not only bringing the right animals to sacrifice, but bring with the right attitude, giving their thanksgiving in a humble spirit before the Lord. But there is another group of people he called in verse 16 as wicked. But to the wicked, God says, What right have you to recite my statutes or take my covenant on your lips? So these people knew the law, but they totally disregarded it. Because in verse 17, the Lord said to them, You hate discipline and you cast my words behind you. It's possible that a person has a mental knowledge of the Bible, the scriptures, but he will continue, he will, he will just disregard it. Are, are we like that? I hope that you are not a person who knows the Bible in your mind, but you, you will disregard it. You are not going to obey it. And the Lord called them wicked, when in fact, the approved sins, such as immorality, slander, and evil speaking in verse 18 to 20, they are pleased with those who are stealing and even those who are doing immorality and they are backbiting and speaking evil or slandering others even their own brothers and moreover these wicked people enjoy God's silence in verse 19 or in verse 20 you sit and speak against your brother. You slander your own mother's son. These things you have done, and I have been silent and thought that I was one like yourself. But now I rebuke you and lay the charge before you. They interpreted that God's silence means approval, and they were mistaken. God's silence does not mean approval, but grace. In Romans chapter 2, verse 4, 
Paul asked this question, don't you realize that the goodness of the Lord should lead us to repentance? When God is good, it's not because he approves our sins. We continue sinning. When a person continues to sin, and then the Lord still blesses his family, his job, his business, his life, it is not an approval. It is God's goodness that should lead him to repentance. He believes that his thinking is one like God. He thought that what he's doing is right before God. And this unconscionable state of his heart has insulted God. But God's grace is offered still unto him. Mark this, then, you who forget God. He forgets God. Willingly or willfully. Now, I hope that we don't forget God. We don't set him aside. There is a warning from God here. Lest I tear you apart and there is none to deliver. There is a warning from God that our sins will find us out. There will be a time of reckoning someday. He is our judge. So because God is our judge, it's always a reminder for us that we are going to repent of our sins, make it right by confessing it before the Lord, and God will forgive us. And then he will manifest his blessing upon us, his goodness upon us. May this morning, we will continue to be awed by who God is. He's the Lord, the Mighty One. He is our God. Let's worship Him. Let's be awed by the greatness of God in our lives. Father, thank you for your word today. Bless this to our hearts. Thank you, Lord, for reminding us of who you are. Forgive us, Lord, that many times we think that you are just a small God. We disrespect you. We do not show our reverence to you. But thank you for that this, this morning. You have um, reminded us through these verses once again how great you are and help us to respond to you with humility and offer unto you, unto you the thanksgiving due to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.